Well, folks, um, a warm welcome. Isn't it great to be together? I just love it. The family, all here, seated, kind of spread out. Things are going to change, hopefully, over the next number of weeks. But, you know, it's just great for those of us who are here gathered in the room. And if you're watching online, you are super welcome. And uh, joined on the stage with me are some wonderful young people and uh, there together, we're just going to share. I'm going to ask them some questions. It's just a little bit of a discussion. So if you're here this morning, you're tuned in, you're like really looking forward to a five-point sermon on somewhere, some passage in Deuteronomy, I'm really, really sorry to disappoint you. That will not be happening this morning. Um, this is just going to be hearing from the young people. And uh, boy, we have a lot, I think, often to learn from them. I just remember... Uh, the scriptures, I was reading this this morning, I was going to read it, but I'm not. Many of you will know the familiar time when children were coming up to Jesus and they, they just wanted to be in his presence and be with him. And the disciples were sli slightly disgruntled and were like kind of stopping him and no, you can't do that. And Jesus then rebuked the disciples and was just like, let them come to me, let them come. And then uses them as this brilliant analogy. Um, that, that we need to, all of us, come before the Lord like children. There's so much that we can learn. And what we have loved over the last number of years being a church is that in many ways it's our children, it's our young people uh, that lead us. And uh, so I am going to introduce their names, then they're going to maybe say something a little bit about themselves, and then we'll just take it from there. So over here in the pink, this is the lovely Hannah Ritchie. She's all the way from Green Island. <laughs> Tell us something interesting about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm Hannah, 18, and I've just finished my school career at um, Belfast High. Wonderful. And you're driving? Yeah, now, I drive, which yes. is amazing. <laughs> Let us know what kind of vehicle you drive so that we can be cautious on the roads. Um, a Citroen C1. <laughs> okay, what colour is it? It's silver. Okay, so when we're leaving today, let's leave quickly before she's on the road. That would be tremendous. Over here, the radiant sunshine lighting up the stage is Bronwyn Norton, also 18, and also a driver. Yeah. Wonderful. I think you're on. Just speak into it. It will, it will come alive. Is it on? Okay. There you go. So <laughs> yeah. tell us, what vehicle are you driving? I Again, drive, just so that we can be aware. I drive my dad's car. Your um, dad's we, car? Yeah, we high on died hand. Wonderful. Yeah. You're very trying. Tell me this. Does he put the fuel in and you yeah. do the driving? Yeah. That's so good at that, isn't it? That's yeah. amazing. Do you ever pay for the fuel? No. No? <laughs> ah, it's maybe something I might need to remedy over the while. And sat beside you is your younger, really handsome-looking brother, Harry. Harry, welcome. Tell us something about you. Hello. I'm Harry. I'm 18. Oh, no, 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you've had to lie about your age at some point and no. say you were 18? Oh, that's confessions, and it's being recorded. Be careful what you say. Be careful. Continue. You're, you're 17. I'm, that's I'm wonderful. 17. Um, I play rugby down in the Carrick Rugby Club. Brilliant. I love your trainers. They're Thanks. Um, colourful. Lovely. Wonderful. And sat beside me are two exceptional young people. I might be biased. Beside me here is Sam Daniels. Tell us something about yourself. Um, hi, my name's Sam. Um, I'm 17, and uh, I support Liverpool. 
that was a very good fact to include in your introduction. And then your younger sister, who you love dearly, is Hope Daniels. Um, I'm Hope, I'm 13, and I'm the best Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> the best Daniels. You can probably tell that that competitive nature of her mother has worn off onto her daughter. There you go. Well, listen, so much. Thanks for being with us. It, you have to be really brave to do this, don't you? And uh, these guys, they were at an event called Crash, which is at Dungannon Vineyard for um, a number of days over a week ago. And we want to hear some of their stories, their experience from that. And I've asked them to do that and to, to share. But before we do that, I want to just spend a bit of time literally hearing from you and learning from you because the last number of months has been mental for everyone. But there's one group of people, I'm not saying more than any other, but there is one group of people and that is your age that I have felt really burdened for. That the impact of the last number of months has really, really affected your generation. And I just wonder... Uh, who would like to kick us off and just sort of help us to see what, what has life been like for you and for your friends or people that are around you that you've seen? Hannah, perhaps you want to kick okay. us off on yeah, that. Yeah, um, for young people, a lot of people see us as the most connected because we're addicted to our phones and the rest of it. Like, you never see us without our mobile and our phone. Uh -huh. But um, during the lockdown, everything else was stripped away and it actually became clear to us that it's not our phones that we need, but it was actually the people around us. And when we were stripped of that community, a lot of young people struggled with that. Mm. Um, definitely saw that in young people. Yeah. I mean, we, as parents, we see the importance of the, the, the third arm that you carry all the time and costs your parents a fortune. Um, but it is, you're so wired and so connected, and yet it's that face-to-face -face kind of contact that's so important. Any of you guys want to add to any of that that you've seen? I think um, also, you know, community is so important and it's a support system. Um, so for me to have that taken away is just a huge blow um, because I may be able to text my friend, but it's not the same as seeing them mm. face to face, mm. you know, like on a coffee shop or something. Yeah. And what, what kind of, in, how did that impact, do you think, young people in terms of, that isolation, not being able to see your friends, not going to school and all this, how do you think that had actually affected people of your own age? Well, they can become lonely, you know, and um, they also may not want to go back to seeing people because yeah. you've been in isolation so long and you're like, oh, I actually don't want to go back and see people because it scares them, you know. What do you mean? I explain the, the scare them bit. I'm not quite sure I understand. So, like, they're like, oh, I actually don't know how to talk to people again, yeah. you know what I'm trying, you know. I get that. I, I, think, I think all of us, with this, when we've been apart from each other for so long, when we actually are now allowed to, it's nearly having to relearn actually yeah. having conversation with, with one another. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. And what are some of the detrimental effects of isolation that you have seen either either experienced or seen in other people um i think a lot of it um comes down to mental health as well like mm. the lockdowns and 
what just the crazy past um, months have held has really taken effect on a lot of people's yeah. mental health and um, not having, not seeing people to talk to, to open up, and then you kind of bottle it all up. A lot of people have found that, and then it leads one thing leads to another. Sure, sure. So, as Christian young people, you know, Sam, perhaps you can kick us off here. How has that affected just your own personal Christian faith and kind of relationship with God, being kind of stuck with four other people in the house and a dog? Um, I think. Well, you didn't have as um, we would we as youth we didn't have like a Sunday night to come to um, uh, to come to youth, and then Sunday morning as well. Um, the only uh, personal benefit I can think of is um, I didn't have to do kids for a wee while for my uh, volunteering. <laughs> Got a wee break from that, but apart from that, that um, everything else was pretty poor. It was, yeah. um no, uh, for personally for me, um, Sergi, Sergi sort of said this on a Zoom call in youth, like at the like at the very very start of the like the first lockdown, and he just sort of said like this is a time to like stop, reflect on yourself and your own faith and what like, what, like this is a blessing that we've been given time to like even like think on yourself like, and also. Without the church and the youth, you really need to stand on your own two feet. And I think for young people, that is something that young people lack. And that's that was another blessing, I think. That's really yeah. good. Harry, anything you'd like to add to that, maybe yourself personally, in terms of your own relationship with God, not having everyone else around you on a regular basis? Yeah, I, I find it difficult you know at the start just because uh, you're I'm used to you know having every like people around me I can talk to you about it mm -hmm. and but as soon as I was taken away she sort of stand around what do you do now you know what I mean um, so yeah it's just the first few months I find difficult with that um, but now as I sort of get used to it you know joining the zoom calls doing the alpha okay. courses that sort of thing I you know start getting almost used to it now yeah. you know what I mean seeing people once a week but still mm be able to talk to people about it. Yeah, very good. I mean, I, I had the privilege, I guess, of watching just at home where we were together. It was literally, as it was for many of us, just in our own kind of family units, in our own uh, houses, and just seeing these guys really just grow in their relationship with God, which I thought was, like, remarkable. And... And often it's through adversity, it's through difficulty, it's through hardship that some of the best times that God works in us. And I've bored all the grown-ups loads of times. My personal experience at university was not a good one. And uh, simply because I was lonely. I, I didn't forge really good friendships. That was just my own experience and lots of others are completely different. But I found in that time, in that space, those three years that I spent, at uni, just I had so much time on my hands that I, I went before the Lord on my own and I carved out that time with him and grew in that personal relationship. And that's really the thing. It's, it's such an interesting concept for us as believers, as disciples. It's, and we see it, Jesus went to be alone with the Father. And that's such an important part of discipleship for all of us is actually 
just you and him, you know, bearing it all. And yet what we were stripped of was community, was fellowship, it was people. And that opportunity actually forced itself certainly in your lives and, and I know in others. But also not for everyone. I mean, for some folks, without having the weekly kind of gathering uh, was difficult. Hopers, you want to speak? Yeah. Go for it. Um, just adding to that, like, I was thinking, like, for me, like, not having that Sunday night and Sunday morning, it's like I really lacked motivation to do things for myself. Like mm. Sam said, like, standing on my own two feet, I really lacked motivation to do that. Yeah. And, like, I know for me, like, I thrive off having people around me, mm. and to not have that was really difficult. Yeah, yeah, really. And, well, maybe pick this up then. Over the last number of weeks, we have been able to gather. Youth has happened on Sundays. Uh, you went to Summer Madness for a day. Church has happened. Hope, why don't you share how, what that's been like, being able to gather again from your experience? Yeah, I think even, like, in the past few weeks, like, just having other people and being able to go to things again, it's like... I think I, I have come so much closer to God and in mm. my own faith. And even like Summer Madness, like even though it was only for one day and it wasn't like as good as it normally is, like I, I loved it. Mm. And even like the worship, like I, like I loved the worship and I've never, I've never really like felt like that before, like actually in worship, if you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, I do. Why do you think you really love the worship so much at Summer Madness? Can you explain that? I don't know. I think it was it was led by um, young people, mm. and I think that really helped. Like, okay, yeah, brilliant, well done, so good. I think I think uh, <laughs> don't fall out of each other here. It's public, all right. <laughs> I think one one of the things possibly that you're describing is the corporate being together thing. Corporate means just a group. And that is something that we've missed so much is gathering together collectively. And uh, like I know from my own experience, events like Summer Madness have been so, so good when we come together to worship the Lord. So just something happens in those moments, in those times, which is just so important that it's pretty difficult if you're just listening to something on your phone. It, there's something more, isn't there? Um, Bronwyn, tell us a bit more from your experience, just gathering again together as young people. How, what effect has that had on you and then your other friends that have been gathering together? I have definitely loved it, um, getting back to normal. And even though Summer Madness was just for one day, it was amazing just to kind of be in that environment again. Um, and same as Hope said, like worship was just amazing. I think this is just something different some Romanus worship, they're just it's just amazing about the amount of people and everything. Um, and then obviously Crash as well, you know, staying over. And um, I was only there for two nights, but still, it was just amazing. And um, seeing different people, um, and yeah, super well done. So, Crash, we I mentioned that earlier. Sam, you've been to Crash a number of weeks or a number of years, should I say, now over the years. Uh, tell everyone here, what is it, where does it happen, what do you do? Crash is it's organised by um, uh, Dungannon Vineyard um, and it's mainly run with the youth there. Um, 
Um, Mom sort of just asked me to go one time when I was like 13 or 14, um, and I stayed at uh, Michelle Scott's house, and that's how it started. Um, they they used to have like people come over from America and like loads of and people come down from Ireland to help out and everything. Um, it's mainly street reach, so it can like one day um, a couple of years ago we went and uh, like. We went to one of the like local estates and handed out cartons of milk to people in their houses, and it sounds pretty just simple, but like you want to see some of the smiles on people's faces, and they didn't know whether to like. Like some people are asking, like, do you want money for it? And I was like, and we were just said, no, this is just from uh, Dungannon Church, um, and take it as a blessing. And also, um, it can vary, it can vary for praying for people on the street, praying for uh, local businesses, um, to also litter picking and um, just uh, simple things like that. And this year was very different to previous years. Um, it was still very good and we still did the best that we could, but due to coronavirus, um, and the weather, we were like really like limited. Um, so one of the days we went, um, we went and uh, we just brought um, uh, like brushes you sweep the floor with and like big buckets of water and just went and cleaned signs. And like just, it, it sounds so stupid and simple, but like it was just like hilarious. And like it was really like fun to do for the community. And it just makes it look so much neat and tidier. And then um, the rain absolutely hammered it down. And then we had to run back in, um, dry off, um, got got lunch, and then we're like, and then we went and did some litter picking in the afternoon. And then the heavens opened up again, and um, that was cut very short. But uh, even even in the forty five minutes that we got to do a litter picking. Um, we got to pick plenty of litter, um, which is the objective at the end of the day. Um, it was really, like, it was really funny. I found this uh, trolley lying in a bush from Tesco's, and we just piled all the um, rubbish bags into that and pushed it all the way up the hill at the church, and it was really funny. Um, just wee things like that are just amazing. Like, and uh, when the rain hit, um, when the rain hit, we all had to hide underneath this bridge, which is known um, for some uh, dodgy illegal business going on down underneath this bridge. And while we were under there, um, this um, this guy was walking past, and um, I'm sure he'd had some dodgy business inside of his uh, body. And but even even at that, Alan, uh, Alan, who is the youth. She's the Emma McGuigan of um, Dungannon. Was um, he just got chatting away to him, and like it's two completely different worlds. Like Alan is amazing. He's like very kind. He's got a lot of time for people, and he certainly had a lot of time for this um, drunk fella down underneath the bridge. And he was just he just showed so much love and compassion for this guy, and he. And Alan was sort of trying to talk to him about Jesus and God, and he said, um, "Well, I, I feel like I'm wrestling with God at the moment. Just I don't think his life is going too well at that current time. But just 
that five minute conversation that Alan was allowed to have with him because of the rain could make all the difference. And then um, there were these two, there was a Spanish couple as well who were helping out with Dungannon and they they got speaking away to this um, this Chinese lady underneath this bridge, um, which again wouldn't have happened if it was raining. And um, and she was uh, like the Chinese lady was asking away to the Spanish uh, our Spanish couple, asking what we were doing, and we just said we're from Dungannon Vineyard. We're just out here litter picking and doing our bit for the community and the. Um, invited her to church on uh, the next the Sunday coming and just wee things like that wouldn't happen if it hadn't rained so it's, we just made at the end of the day I think we just made the most of what we could with coronavirus and the weather Brilliant, thanks Harry, I, I came down Wednesday night with uh, Sam he was, well Dad pitched the tent Sam, you helped as well, to be honest. But and also, you were assisted by a one-armed younger brother, Owen, there in tow. And I'd bribed Owen with uh, "Keep me company, son," and uh, I'll buy you a Greg sausage roll at um, Apple Green on the way home. And while we're there pitching the tent, Owen's like, "Can I stay?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, you can, son, but you haven't got anything with you, like literally the clothes he was wearing and a pair of sliders on his feet as well." So. God love you, there there for two days, came back, and then was loving it so much, went again, which is absolutely brilliant. But I dropped him and Owen off 10 o'clock, Wednesday night, dark, raining. How many young people in total were there, and how many roughly were from our own church, from the Carrick here? So I think there was 20 tickets, weren't there? Um, and I, I think, see, at the start, I think most of them were from Carrick. Yeah. Um, there was about six or seven Dungannon ones, um, and then maybe ten of us. Brilliant. I think. Brilliant. That's yeah. the way to do it. Get them to do all the work, and then we just bring you lot to it, send you lot to it, which is wonderful. Uh, Hannah, you've been before, I believe, and then again this year. Yeah. Tell us some of your experience of being there this year. Yeah, so last year we had to do it remotely because of... Um, coronavirus but then this year it was really good to actually meet these people on person who we had just seen over zoom um and yeah i had to actually go home to work and then come back up again but and i was really like oh i'm missing out. i really wanted to be there but it didn't actually stop god showing up because when i was in work the day they were all out in the streets um a lady came into my work and she was like can i pray for you and I was so taken aback, and I was like, are you being serious right here in work? Right. Um, and then I just answered, yeah, I would love that. And then it was literally in the middle of my work getting prayer for it, which okay. was incredible. That even though I wasn't at a crash, like where I wanted to be, God yeah. still met me where I was. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I went up the crash, and um, the day I was there, we were meant to do a community, like, cage football, I think. But again, the weather <laughs> ruined that. So we ended up just spending time praying for our communities and mm. for each other and spending time with God. And um, Alan, the athlete, was like, right, you're going to spend 20 minutes on your own, you and God. And everyone's like, what? No, we're not doing that. That's so long. But actually, the time went so fast. And then just seeing God move in that was incredible when you set that time aside. Yeah, wonderful. Bronnie, anything from your perspective? You were there, not the whole time, but... What was your experience or standout moment? Um, it was probably like the first night and it was um, 
the lady was talking about, you know, like where you are with God and everything. And it just really impacted everyone in the room, I think. Um, and it was kind of, it was good to hear that um, from someone else, you know, mm. um, you know, to hear someone speak about that, not just in your room thinking about it. Um, so, yeah. Wonderful. Hopers, anything? You're not normally lost for words, dear. Um, I was only there for like the Friday night. Oh, that's right. And um, like Hannah said, like we were meant to go play football, but it rained. Um, so we went upstairs and they had like all these glass windows and you can see like all over Dungannon. And we just prayed for like our communities and mm. our towns in Carrick and Dungannon. And I like, I, I, I really enjoyed that, like Hannah said we were given a piece of paper and we're told to write our thoughts for 20 minutes and I was sort of like, what, 20 minutes? But like Hannah said, like, it, the time did fly and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I think what you both described is similar to all of us of all ages. You think, my goodness, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, I'm sure, looking at Instagram would fly in, right? But 20 minutes with nothing except you, the Lord, piece of paper, maybe a Bible or something, you think, oh my goodness, that's eternity. But actually, once we discipline ourselves and we set aside that time, actually what God does in that time and through that time in us and in our souls is so, so good. It's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. As we kind of draw things to a close here, I wonder, you know, what do you think now as things are easing, what, what do you see happening just in your own lives, in, uh, again, from a young person's perspective, in terms of, you know, what are some of your expectations, some of your hopes, some of your dreams for the future maybe, or, you know, what are maybe some of the challenges actually that young people are facing um, as we, you know, August coming to September, it's usually that turn of academic beginnings again and all the rest, but, you know, what are some of the, maybe some of the challenges that we face some of the fears that we have for the future, or it could be, you know, here's some of the hopes and the dreams that actually I have for the future as things begin to ease. Hannah, why don't you kick us off? Okay, um, I think a challenge for young people um, as we start the academic year, for those going back to school, a lot of us have had a really long summer. We've been off since maybe May. <laughs> and um, I know that the past couple of years have been hard, especially keeping focused and studying. But I just hope that we get more of a normal year and that just for our teachers and our skills and the pupils that they're all work together because we're not in it alone um, mm. and we can't do it alone. So I just hope that. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Hopers. Um, I think because due to COVID, like we have seen a lot of young young people maybe like close away and mm. we haven't seen as like them be involved in the church mm -hmm. and I think especially through crash like we've seen a few people like maybe sort of want to come back to church and yeah. youth and I just really hope that that continues to happen and we see people draw back to God. Brilliant that's wonderful and I think you guys have such a opportunity and the responsibility to help that happen you know we're seeing it with the grown-ups it's like you know people are fearful or reluctant and a lot of it is they're just out of the habit because it's been so long 
I mean, this is our second Sunday morning together in a year and a half. And it's just going to take time. But it's also going to take the responsibility of all of us to say, hey, come on back. You know, this is what's happening and what have you. Bronnie, are you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, like, same as Hannah, you know, I start uni in September. So for me, it's like that fear of, is it going to be face-to-face or online? Like, mm. you know, I was in um, Belfast Met for two years, and half of it was online. And it was just so hard. And I was like, I can't start uni online. Like, mm. th- there's no way. So, um, and yeah, just that fear of, is it going to be? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just hope it is. And um, that, you know, that opportunity to meet new people and to make new friends, you know, I won't get that if it is online. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic. Sam? Um, just, I think, young people, um, but not just young people, like, everyone in this room needs to be bold, needs to, like, I see a room of empty seats that could be filled by other people, and it's just a shame that there's not, it's not a full house. They're, like, we need to be bold. We need to show each other like this amazing gift of God that we've been so fortunate to have, and like especially for young people, like I'm going to youth every Sunday night when it's on, and I like personally for me, I just feel this isn't enough because we've lost people on the way, and there's no one. We need new people coming through the door, so us as young people, we need to be bold, and. Also, just touching on um, the like the fear factor of what's going to happen. Um, I think the best thing, if you take, if you look at the passage from Matthew fourteen, Jesus and the storm, I think the overall message is to focus on Jesus and not the storm. So don't focus on oh flip, what's going to happen with COVID or uh, I don't know, like just. Jesus has got it. Just roll the punches, because Jesus, Jesus has got it. Good man. Harry, anything else you wanna? Well, it's just I'm I'm hoping for a normal school year now. You know what I mean? Uh, la- last year and a bit, it's been you don't know if you're gonna see your mates on Monday morning because it could change in a in a day. You know what I mean? Um, so just getting back to normal, having that, being able to right, I'm getting up this morning. We're going to school. Is this what's happening for another eight months of the year? Yeah. It's not just, oh, it could be off here and it could be off there. And then you don't get to see your mates end up for six, three months of the year, four months of the year. Mm. So, and then being off for summer, you can't go anywhere, can't do anything. Because mm-hmm. obviously the guidelines say no. Mm. So I have to follow the guidelines. Yeah. I have to follow the guidelines. And we'll leave it there. Guys, outstanding. Really, really well done. Love you dearly. Think you're amazing. And uh, you're just a part of some of other amazing young people who are in the room. Some are going to be watching online. Uh, But we are for you. And we know that you are for us as well. So let's pray. I think we should do that. And then the guys are going to lead us in worship. God, we thank you for our young people we thank you for our young adults we thank you for our children of all ages god we pray that you would empower them 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. To be salt and light in their homes, in their communities, in their schools and colleges. We pray that you would send them in the power of your name. We ask God that you protect them from the lies of the evil one. The lies of this culture that is seeking to rob, kill and destroy. We pray God that they would know the truth. That they would know you Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. We thank you for them, we bless them. Amen. As the guys come, why don't you show your appreciation? Well, they were great, weren't they? Brilliant. Go ahead. And...